this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. Today was a fun show, an interesting show, a scary show. Mm-hmm. So it's something for the whole family to enjoy. You know, I'd start with the scary stuff with the kids. Um, they won't they won't sleep for a week. So <laughs> you don't want to miss a minute of today's podcast. Uh, brought to you by Jace Medical. Hey, here's something that uh, we talk about in today's podcast, and that is... Um, a massive drug shortage in America. You need fentanyl from Mexico and China? Got it. You can get that anywhere. You need, you know, like cancer medicine, uh, legitimate painkillers, uh, heart medicine, any of that stuff? Yeah, probably out of that. May I suggest you go to Jace Medical. They're going to cover a whole bunch of medications for you, and they can give you a 12-month backup supply on your prescription medication in case of an emergency. Um, so that that will cover heart health, diabetes, uh, cholesterol, blood pressure, mental health, all of it. Get the peace of mind by having this kind of long-term supply of your vital medications uh, in your house and at your disposal. FDA says this will probably last maybe 18 months, but it has gone on for as long as 15, ye- 15 years. Yeah, in Cuba, Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout. Get a discount on your order. It is JaceMedical.com, promo code Beck. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Okay, Mike, so what's the strategy now? But the strategy now is to make sure that the United States Senate is fully informed before its members vote on this and to make sure that the United States Senate has the opportunity to cast votes on a few amendments that identify some of the more egregious errors. You could either call them drafting errors if you wanted to assume good faith on the part of those who wrote them, or you could call them efforts to repair malicious damage inflicted by whoever wrote this, trying to make virtually Every cost savings measure in this bill, feckless and almost ineffective. Okay, so go through some of them. All right, so my personal uh, uh, favorite in the sense of it really getting me worked up is this Section 265 of the bill. Section 265 nullifies completely the regulatory pay-as-you-go measure, uh, or pay-go as they call it. 
The reg pago provision is section 263. Then in 265, just after the provision that promised to bring about accountability for government as it expands the regulatory footprint of the federal government, it says, oh, by the way, the director of President Biden's Office of Management and Budget, Shalonda Young, may at her sole discretion decide not to follow these. Oh, my gosh. Just exempt herself from it. And, you know, Glenn, the funny thing is I I discovered this about 48 hours ago. And it it was Tuesday morning when I was reading through that particular provision and discovered, oh, my gosh, this could be a problem. And a lot of people aren't going to read this or understand what it means. So I've got to talk about it. I kid you not, by the end of the day, Shalonda Young herself, OMB director at a White House briefing, came out and said, yeah, of course I will use that provision. And I will use that provision to defend and prop up President Biden's regulatory agenda. So they're not even being mysterious about this. So this regulatory accountability, it was supposed to start with and end with the RAINS Act, which would put Congress back in charge of making the law instead of allowing law to be made by unelected, unaccountable bureaucratic pinheads. Uh, They stripped that out and they put this one in as a replacement with Kevin McCarthy, who I genuinely like as a human being. I've long really liked Kevin personally. But he came out and said, yeah, we didn't get reins. We didn't even get a short-term reins, which is something they should have used as a fallback, which I had suggested at least reign for the duration of the Congress. But we did get something almost as good as that, which is this regulatory pay-go feature, only it doesn't work. It was built to fail, built to do nothing. What, what is the, the regulatory pay-go, which, the one you just talked about? Okay, so it would require the administration, each time it issues a new regulation, to establish what the cost of it would be and to ensure that they're not increasing the net cost of regulatory compliance. Right. See, this, this may seem odd to put in a debt ceiling deal, but it actually makes perfect sense because we can't get out of our debt crisis solely by cutting. We need to cut, yes, and we need to cut a lot. We need to grow. But our debt is so huge that we need to grow at the same time we cut. And so what we're left with is no real cuts, at least not very much, and I'll go over that in a second, and the, the pro-growth stuff doesn't work either because it was built to fail. Now, I don't think Kevin knew this. I think he was deceived by someone giving him bad advice. But it is what it is. And, and I'm pushing an amendment today to strike Section 265 to make this thing at least less bad. Okay. So, uh, Mike, um, you know, we've got Romneys coming out of our nose in, in Washington. Uh, you're gonna be, are you going to be able to get enough Republicans to help? Look, I, I, I'm, I'm whipping the vote uh, among Senate Republicans. I, I believe that we're going to have at least 20 no votes. I'm going to try to push that figure higher. I'd like to get it north of 25. Uh, between 25 and 30 would be a good outcome. What would be an even better outcome, Glenn, is we get through some of this and we start voting on some of these amendments to strike some of the more egregious provisions or and also at the same time highlight the bill's deficiencies. And in the process, perhaps either repair it so that it actually does something good, or alternatively, if it can't be repaired, defeat this thing so that we can go back to the drawing board and get something that actually works. There's no reason we have to be up against this false deadline established by Janet Yellen. We're just days away from the moment when we're going to start receiving these quarterly tax payments 
that uh, once they're in, will take us into mid to late July before we have to do anything. We shouldn't wait that long. We ought to act now. But there's no reason we have to act uh, at this moment between now and Monday. So, um, so, you know, you've got Mitch McConnell standing there saying we're going to pass it today. Yeah, he wants to pass it today. And I respectfully but very, very strongly disagree with him. Look, uh, we've got to make sure that the American people and those they elected to represent them know what this thing does. And and I believe a lot of the people who voted for this last night, at least the Republicans, didn't fully understand what it did. They had drunk the Kool-Aid. They had been fed misinformation, perhaps in good faith. I don't know. Uh, uh, by Republican leadership over there. But, you know, Glenn, something interesting happened. First, 71 House heroes were born last night. 71 House heroes who emerged despite aggressive efforts by Republican leadership and the news media to force them to vote for something. They stood up and they voted no. You know what's interesting, Glenn? More Democrats voted for this bill in the House I know. than Republicans. I know. More Democrats voted for uh, I have heard, I don't, Republican I don't know if this is true, but I have heard that there were earmarks given to key Democrats to help them whip the vote. There, there may well have been. I have no way of knowing that. But what I do know is more of them voted for it than did Republicans, and more Republicans voted against it than did Democrats. And yet this was an effort that was supposed to be some sort of win. And within minutes after that vote was cast and the result was known, you had Democrats in the House saying things like, "Okay, I guess we can gloat now. We can finally gloat now that this is passed, that we totally played them. And they did, in fact, play Republicans. Of course they did. Of course they did. Because I swear to you, we have the IQ among all Republican leadership, in my opinion, We have the IQ of a dog and a dumb dog, possibly a dead dog at that. Look, I I, I won't speak to their IQ, and I don't know that that is the problem. I don't think it is. I think that the problem is they're too eager to hear what they want to hear, that something can be done easily, that there can be a kumbaya moment that's not going to have problems with it. And so sometimes they look the other way when it comes to... How many... uh, Mike, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I... I appreciate you're being much more Christ-like than I am uh, by, you know, you're not questioning their IQ. But how dumb do you have to be to fall for the same trick every time since the day I was born? Look, Glenn, you're not going to tell me Santa Claus isn't real again, are you? Because that really upsets me when you go there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Look, let's, let's, let's get back for a second to the spending issues. Because this is another glaring omission. It's something that irritates me to no end what they're saying they're claiming that this thing saves between i don't know 1.5 and 2 trillion dollars it doesn't it's it's smoke in mirrors look in year one the limit save grow act the one passed a few weeks ago by the house would have saved about a trillion dollars in the first year alone that's how you tell whether it's serious is what it does in the first year correct because that's the one that's immediately under our control as we're doing this thing. It's the same Congress acting in the same moment in the same legislation. This one, do you want to know how much it saves in year one? About $12 billion. $12 billion as compared to about $1.2 trillion. And some would say even more because the expense, the cost of the Green New Deal tax credits adopted by the Democrats... Uh, which they were clawing back, which they were going to halt, 
are, are, are now understood as likely to be even more expensive than we expected. But this one saves only about $12 billion, possibly as few as six. You know, they claw back $28 billion of unspent COVID funds, and then they immediately create a new slush fund in the Department of Commerce for $22 billion. Nobody knows what it does. Nobody knows what it means. They're just moving it there so they can spend it somewhere else. What? what? I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. There shouldn't be any slush funds for any department. I mean, I'm sorry. What? What? Mike, what does the Commerce Department do? What what could they possibly do? Very important things. And in this provision, I believe the language is something along the lines of uh, establishing business, necessary high-tech business infrastructure. Who the hell knows what that means? I, I think, honestly, it's there to serve as a slush fund to make sure that they have money when they feel like it for something else. <sighs> Mike, how can we help you? Okay. So, first of all, I hope and pray that senators will pay attention today. That they will continue to read the bill, that they'll study the bill, that they will listen to arguments being made. That when those of us who are proposing amendments and demanding that they be debated and voted on, will pay attention carefully to what's being said and ask the question, is this really what the American people need? Not just what they deserve, but what they desperately need right now. Could we do better? And secondly, anyone who has the ear of a a United States senator, as most constituents do in one way or another. Reach out to them and ask how they're voting and express your views about how you feel about this bill. If you feel as I do, that this bill is a whole lot of smoke in mirrors and that doesn't really save anything and that it may end up costing more money, let them know. Yet another point, they promised work requirements. There were work requirements attached to Medicaid, attached to food stamps, and attached to another federal welfare program called TANF in the original Limit, Save, Grow plan. They were great reforms, would have saved money, and would have also helped people get out of poverty, making poverty temporary rather than tolerable and sustainable long-term as poverty. This is a pro-growth and pro-human thriving sort of measure. You know what they did in this bill? They said, oh, yeah, we've got work requirements until you read the fine print. And you see that they stripped out all of the Medicaid work requirements. The TANF requirements are essentially a wash, essentially meaningless at best. Then you've got uh, the food stamp work requirements. Those appeared at first blush to do something to save money. And then we found out last night that according to the Congressional Budget Office, it actually costs more money. It's going to cost us a couple of billion dollars, not save us anything, but cost. Yeah, but we're we're so, but wait, we're saving is upside down. and we're saving money with the IRS, though, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> I think it's less than two billion dollars out of eighty billion dollars. Two that billion drop, not to, two billion out of eighty billion. That is not just a drop in the bucket. That is a drop in the ocean, as far as we're concerned. This still puts us in a position where we've deployed this veritable army of people to uh, harass the American and people. The, the, and we don't want that. We the, don't need that. And we need the money to not be spent. The last thing uh, Thomas Massey was on yesterday said this is going to avoid a uh, an omnibus bill. 
And I've heard now that people are saying, no, this is going to cause another omnibus bill. Look, I love Thomas Massey. He's one of my favorite people in all of Congress. And he's someone I rarely disagree with. And I don't question his motives. I don't either. Or his intelligence for one minute. He's dead wrong. Dead wrong here. He, look, everyone makes mistakes from time to time. He's definitely made one here. He's dead wrong. This provision he's talking about that supposedly bring about an automatic 1% cut. Now, now, it might have that effect if the 1% cut kicked in on October 1st, the day after Congress failed to adopt a spending bill or a series of spending bills. It doesn't kick in until January 1st. So that three-month interregnum between Congress's failure to pass something and the moment the 1% kick, the cut kick in, kicks in. During that period, there's going to be enormous groundswell pressure from the Uniparty, mm-hmm. uh, from the Washington swamp. To pass. It will encourage Congress to pass a giant, bloated, expensive omnibus. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps a large CR with some omnibus-like creatures dwelling within it or a series right. of what they call many bus bills either way we're going to spend more money not less as All a right. result of this Mike, i wish thomas messi were right he's dead wrong here we will uh hopefully the phones will ring in the senate today thank you so much for all your hard work keep fighting mike Thanks so much, Glenn. You bet. Thanks so much for keeping America informed. Thanks. Uh, Please call your senator today. Got to call all of your Republican senators. Uh, Don't waste your dime on uh, Mitt Romney's of the world, but call all of them. All of them. Make it clear. No on this. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I think one of the uh, bravest and most honest speeches given by any president in the last 70 to 100 years came from Dwight Eisenhower. Here's just a clip of what he said in his farewell address. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. He went on. This was used as, you're a conspiracy theorist if you believe in that. Huh. And it discredited a lot of people. And I always remember hearing the uh, vast right-wing, the military-industrial complex, I, I grew up believing it was a conspiracy. And interesting how that works. And yet, where are we today? Who's actually making the decisions? Why are we in Ukraine? Well, there's a couple of reasons, uh, I think. It would be the way that usually when there is a collapse of trust, a trust implosion. I've talked about it for years. Trust implosion is usually the last sign before a country goes to war and then it resets everything. So that's one theory. We just want to go to war to collapse the old system into a new system. And nobody will say anything because they just want the war to stop. The next one is, I think, a very good chance. We're just laundering money over in Ukraine. There's lots of money coming back into the United States. Uh, Your tax dollars going to oligarchs and then coming back here. I think historians will find that everywhere. 
However, those that's speculation. I will tell you that the military industrial complex, the educational uh, industrial complex, which he also warned about, and the scientific industrial complex, which he also warned about, those three things and what he warned is happening. Back in March, the Pentagon announced a budget for a whopping $842 billion. It expanded authority for multi-year contracts for the supply of aircraft, ships, and ammunition. Guess where the majority of that money is going to go to? Defense contractors, otherwise known as the military-industrial complex. CBS just did a story that said half of the Pentagon's budget, half, will go to defense contractors. Meanwhile, uh, some of our, our soldiers have to have food stamps. Surprise, surprise, CBS found that these defense contractors are gouging the government with insanely inflated prices. Do you want to know why Ukraine is so important? I want you to listen to this. The Pentagon granted companies unprecedented leeway to monitor themselves. Instead of saving money, Assad told us the price of almost everything began to rise. In the competitive environment before the companies consolidated, a shoulder-fired Stinger missile cost $25,000 in 1991. With Raytheon, now the sole supplier, it cost more than $400,000 to replace each missile sent to Ukraine. Even accounting for inflation and some improvements, that's a seven-fold increase. A seven-fold increase. Now, since when has technology made things more expensive? These have been around forever. And they're getting more expensive? What technology does that? Especially when you're making them in bulk. So a seven-fold increase. CNN reported that Ukraine has asked for 500 Stinger missiles, $400,000 a piece, 500 Stinger missiles per day, per day. That's $20 million every day we're giving to Ukraine just in Stinger missiles. Last year, the Pentagon had allocated nearly $1.5 billion just to restock our own troops with that weapon. This is the fattest cash cow ever. The United States is giving these defense contractors all of this money. They're making things, shipping them. Do you know some of the stuff from Ukraine was just found on our border? Did you know that? How did that happen? How did that happen? Defense contractors are making record-shattering profits. Now, we looked at the list of the top 10 contractors in the country. Stu, when I say the military-industrial complex, who do you think? I mean, big defense contractors. Like? Raytheon. Raytheon. Okay. McDonnell Douglas. Sure. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you know four of the top 10 are pharmaceutical companies. Four of the top 10, two of the four were the largest vaccine providers. Moderna, which partnered with the government, creating the mRNA COVID vaccine. Okay. 
two of the four were the were the covid vaccine providers and four of them are pharmaceutical companies is that just a one off because of covid or is what's the what's the reasoning for that uh, i don't i mean well they have to make sure everybody's inoculated Right, got that going on. Now they do. Have, they do have a bunch of other vaccines that the military sure members receive. Right, four so, of the top ten that does, are pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical yeah. companies, and the and the guys making be. the Stinger missiles. Again, when when one missile costs four hundred thousand dollars, how could well these, how could these programs possibly be costing this? Remember, much? who was the harshest on uh, getting the vaccines? The Pentagon. But the vaccine doesn't cost $400,000 a shot. There's something else going no, on. I, there is something else yeah. going on. I don't know what it is, but the government has partnered with all of these people, mm. and they are bilking you. They are taking your money and transferring that wealth, not to the poor, but to the uber-rich. That's who's running this country. The military industrial complex, the scientific industrial complex, and the educational industrial complex. All three warned about by Eisenhower. They, I mean, think of this. Everything, just the military industrial complex. Pandemic response, vaccines, forever wars. I don't know. When Biden announced his presidential transition team, it was discovered that one third of his Pentagon team came from organizations financed by defense contractors. Once he became president, he began filling top Pentagon positions with weapons suppliers. Last year, Biden traveled to Lockheed Martin, the largest defense contractor in the country, to cheer him on as they made the Javelin missiles to be sent to Ukraine. So who's running this war? The figurehead in chief or the owner of the companies that are now making billions off of this war. Twenty five members of Congress sat on the National Security Committee. At the same time, those 25 members traded financial assets with the defense industry. You imagine how rich you can be if you know a giant contract you've just been a part of approving is going and nobody else knows it and it's not illegal for you to use that insider information you know how much this is how these people go to washington become rich you're working hard they're they're trading on insider uh, on insider information and they're being led by the nose The, the corruption is staggering, staggering. And the only way to stop it is to give the purse strings back to Congress as dictated in the Declaration or in the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution is set up for a reason, checks and balances. The purse strings go to the branch that is the closest to the people, the House. And they tried to do something yesterday. And 70 members, 70 Republicans, I told you yesterday, I feel like we do actually have some good Republicans in there. Those 70 members, I'm going to post them. I want you to know their names. Those are people that stood up and said, nope, we're not passing it because this is a game. 
Those 70 members, and I think there were 43 Democrats, we'll have to look and why they said they weren't going to, because some of them were like, yeah, it's not yeah. enough communism. Right, yeah, mostly right. That's, that was the yeah. opposition there, yeah. Uh, however, I think we have people fighting for us. Today, it's going to the Senate. Everything you're hearing about this bill is garbage. I don't know about you, when, you know, if I'm going to understand a bill, I'm going to go to Mike Lee. Mike Lee is, I mean, Mike Lee is the guy in the Senate everybody goes to. Mike, what does this mean? He's the guy. He was just on, he said, Glenn, this is a disastrous bill. Disastrous. It cannot pass. He said, it is just free spending forever. All of the little things, you know, we had Thomas Massey on and, and bless his heart. I don't mean that in a Southern sort of way. Uh, he is a good guy, but he was duped. He was duped. Today is the day. We are, if you don't act today, you may lose your country tomorrow. And I think there are far too few people in America that believe that could be true. But I, as sure as I, I, I said in 1999, within 10 years, there'll be blood, bodies, and buildings in the streets of this city, New York City, and it will have the signature of Osama bin Laden on it. Said that in 99. It didn't wait 10 years. Everybody said that I was crazy. I'm telling you, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize it's gone. It's gone. Stand up today and call your senator and tell your senators, call all of the Republicans. Do not. I will remember how you voted and all of my friends. And I will I will make sure we remind everybody. I don't care if it's in four years. I'm going to remind everyone. Don't vote for you. This is the line. No, no more out of control spending because I can, I would bet you, I can't guarantee, I would bet you, I'd bet you my house that all this money sloshing around, going over to Ukraine, a lot of it is being used to literally dismantle our country from our enemies inside our country. And uh, there's too many slush funds. And all of those dollars have your name on it. No. Call the Senate and say no. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Stu, do you have on your uh, to-do list to prepare for, you know, trouble, alcohol? Now, I'm asking you as an alcoholic. Um, to prepare for trouble? No. To prepare for this weekend? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think. Now remember, I'm an alcoholic whose faith also restricts alcohol. Right. And I'm saying, go to the liquor store. Uh, I'll see you later. Okay. Uh, uh, here's why. It is anesthetic. Uh, anesthesia. If there is no painkillers. Uh, it, it is also, uh, you know, uh, 
not as good as rubbing alcohol, but tastes better. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, you can use it for many things. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to wa- want to trade for alcohol. Wait a minute. You have alcohol? Now tell them that you have it buried in a backyard some far, far away place from your house. Um, but there's there the, we have mm. to start thinking about trade and trading. You know, and you can get Bud Light cheap right now. So go out and buy Bud Light is what Glenn Beck just Here's said. Here's what I want. I want a Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light can. There were only like 10 made or something like that. I thought there was only one made. No, I, mean, I, I think Dylan they made Mulvaney a, had it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think that there was a, a few of them that were made. Because didn't he come up with a tray of a bunch of them? Maybe you're right. Yeah, but I, but they didn't do they didn't sell them. That I know. Yeah. Not that I would trade that. I just think that <laughs> no. is an important piece of American history. It's a pretty important piece. Yeah. But obviously, uh, you know, you you don't necessarily want to go with the carbonated beverage route for your particular uh, needs here. Would that be something that would be allowable? Uh, you know, faith wise for you? Like, all right, is there like if you're using it for medicinal purposes? Medicinal yes. purposes. Yes. So you, you know. There you go. You get, there's yeah. your out, Glenn. I mean, I don't know if the Glenn, you're, I don't know if the church you're looking would, sick, Glenn. Am I? Yeah. Really? You know, I should diagnose myself. <laughs> I am a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, you found your okay, way around all really the rules. This is really not good. This no. is really not good. <laughs> no. Um, no, but you really think that that is something? Uh, yeah, I think there's. I, I and aside. I think we have to start really. I mean, there's not a lot of people that are thinking this way. Not enough. No. Not enough. That are are that really understand this could come flying apart at any minute. At any minute. You go to war with Russia. Done. You you have if, if they don't pass this, you actually have a secretary of our treasury and a president that might actually default on the the uh the debt to Win their position, send a message. There, there's no way we default on the debt. None. There should be zero no reason. You would just pay. Well, you would not pay other bills first, yes. right? Like you would just make sure our creditors got their money. Correct. Just like, by the way, Every, everyone would do. Right? Everyone does. When you when you have a problem financially for a month, you make sure your credit cards are paid, your, your mortgages paid, your car payments paid, and maybe you don't go out to the movies. Maybe you don't do those extra things that month. If you're cutting corners, maybe you don't go buy new clothes that month. You want to fix the we, country? That's how. That's honestly what you do. You because you you just don't you don't raise the debt ceiling. Period. I don't, there's no deal you can make. I'm not raising the debt ceiling. No. Do you think $31.4 trillion is enough? Is that what you're trying to <laughs> well, tell me right now? I mean, more is always better, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm thinking no. Right. Like, you know, and, and like if we were in a rational society where we could say, all right, uh, let's say $35 trillion, but it, it will be constitutionally guaranteed we could never go over that number. Like I, something crazy like that, which would never happen. But if that were to be true... Like, you could make the argument, all right, we've gone a long ro- way down this really wrong road. Let's turn ourselves around. Might take a few steps. We've got a lot of momentum going down here. Take a few steps to slow ourselves down and then turn around and go the other way. Stay away from that $35 trillion number at all costs. But we have no ability to do that. We're not even considering it. I mean, it, all these deals don't plan to actually keep us under some future debt limit number. It's just a negotiation point to do a little bit of cost cutting around the, the edges. And... If you talk to Mike Lee, you're not even really getting that. But like, if they were trying to sell this to us, Glenn is like, okay, look, 
The president of the United States told us he wasn't even going to talk about this. He just wanted it raised for nothing. He spent 97 days not even negotiating. The only reason we're close to this deadline at all is because, is because of, him. of him saying, no, I won't talk to you. So considering we started with absolutely nothing, the fact that we reclaimed $2 billion from the IRS is a win. It's a crappy... $2 billion. Now, you know I don't believe this argument. I know, but I, mean, I know that. If you I know, were pitching I know. it that way and you said... All right, look, they had $80 billion, now they got $78. It's a little bit better. We don't have any power to do with this by, our, by ourselves. They still have the presidency. They still have the Senate. So, look, we, we take the small win here and fight it out later on. So, the IRS, we just got $2 billion, but not really. $2 billion. They were given, what, $87 billion for yeah, new workforce? I thought it was 80, and 80, so 80, 78 80. remaining. Okay, 78 remaining. Think about what they can buy with $78 billion. dollars. $78 billion. That should be a, a decade of funding to the IRS? So, oh, yeah. So try this, on, try this on for size. The IRS, just in the last two years, has spent over $10 million on weaponry and gear. They also began hiring agents that will carry gun and guns and make arrests with job openings now in all 50 states broken down 2.3 million has been spent on ammunition alone the remaining has gone into shields rifles and tactical shotguns they better not be black rifles if someone breaks the law i guess it's a tax law do we have to have the swat team open the books Broke down the numbers, indicating 4,500 guns, over 5 million rounds of ammunition have been stockpiled. Uh, there are now more federal agents with arrest and firearm authority, 200,000, than there are U.S. Marines, 186,000. I don't know. I, I think they can, you know, we, we lasted this long without uh, SWAT teams. For the farmers and the tax accountants. It's what you have an FBI for, I thought. It's almost like it's building an army. Hmm. I have to tell you, I, I am. Mm. I told you today that, that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of acquiring a lot of history. Uh, I just purchased um, the bell from the bell tower. I can't remember the name of the Catholic Church, but it was the Catholic Church. Most people don't know. Nagasaki was where Christians hid out for years up until like 1900. It was illegal to be Christian. So all the underground church in Japan was in Nagasaki. And then when it became legal, the Catholics built this giant cathedral there. It was a thousand yards away from the bomb. Uh, and so it was, it was holding mass at the time. Obviously everyone vaporized and you should see the pictures of this cathedral before and after there's nothing left. All of the bells, but one melted gone. One remained. I just acquired that. You'll see that in St. George. Uh, it's going to be really incredible stuff. It's incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. 
and you know some of the other things that I'm trying to acquire now that are <laughs> incredible, stunning, yeah. right? I, uh, it's overwhelming, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we've done museums before that were really good, but the 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 level that this is at now is really getting insane, insane, uh, insane. And uh, we're taking uh, a lot of it, not all of it by far. You'll fact probably see maybe. Two percent, one percent, two percent of the museum's collection. Oh, right. You know, and I have a, a a family member, an uncle who's a history teacher. And yeah. He was he was down here. Uh, I don't know, two years ago now. Yeah. And you took him on a tour yeah. of the of the museum, which is what half the size of what it is now. And he was completely oh, blown away about all the stuff that was yeah. in there. Yeah. I mean, it's is, it's incredible. It, you'll learn more about history just in that ninety minutes that you're there than you'll ever. You've ever learned in your life, most likely, unless you're a well, I think even if you went to school, but if you went to school recently, especially. Um, but I am really becoming concerned that this is not going to be able to be seen soon. I, I, I really think that we are headed down a road where this stuff uh, could be claimed, it would be destroyed. Uh, it would be claimed as the government just coming in and saying, those are, that, that's national treasure, whatever. Um, destroyed. Uh, come see it. Come see it this summer. Take your family. Uh, there's only, uh, and they're generally in the later afternoon or early, early morning or later, later at night uh, for a few days um, are left. The tickets already sold out in Idaho about, 90% sold out in uh, in St. George. And I, I mean, this was a test to see if I could put it on the road year round. I'm not sure that we can. The Some of the things we have to do to protect it and everything else, and I'm just not sure. Uh, it might have to be, it might. Pray that it's not lost in a horrible boating accident because that would be, well, dig a very big boat and a very big lake, but it could happen. It's really irresponsible for you to take them out on the water. I know. I'm not planning on it, but you never, you know, never know. Boats. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you can find the tickets at unitedwepledge.org, unitedwepledge.org. And there's also a dinner, the dinner in St. George all sold out, but the uh, fundraising dinner in Idaho, I think it just went up for sale, and there's maybe 60 seats left, maybe. Na, 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 na.